Hey, Joe, curiosity of the day. What are the ten best books you've ever read in your life? Okay, Joe, you must, well, maybe you haven't played this game before while sitting around with a group of people. Maybe, maybe you played it saying, what's the best book you've ever read in your life? Uh, so, you know, with how many books can you name among your top books? Anyway, top one, top three, top five, top ten. Paul's curious. Paul's curious. In fact, if you want to do the top 20, Joe, that's fine. I'm looking at the Amber Spyglass. A third volume of Philip Pullman's trilogy, known as His Dark Materials. Definitely in my top 10 and fairly high up in my top 10, I have to say. Now, I mentioned Philip Pullman because my daughter is reading the history of dust, which is Philip Pullman's follow-up. You see, Philip Pullman wrote three-volume um, children's story. Um, and I read The Amber Spyglass to my daughter while she was going to bed. And since it is three, since it is 500 and something pages long in the book I have in my hand, I cannot really believe that I read all of it, but that was a good few years ago. The reason I'm mentioning this is that I, I got it for my daughter, be, and also, to be honest, I got it for myself, um, thinking... Well, I want to read anything else Philip Pullman puts onto the, this story about Lyra. And, uh, oh good, good, I can give it to my daughter. Um, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, uh, I'll get a chance to read it to her. And that's a good way of getting me to read it and... Hardly killing two birds with one stone, but I suppose that's went through my mind. And I thought she just had left it beside her bed, doing nothing with it, because I did read the very beginning of it to her. And I thought, this is fairly tough read. Now, many, many books, you know, begin with a tough read. This one because I assume you haven't heard me read the beginning of it, begins with a quote from William Blake. While the beasts of prey come from caverns deep, viewed the maidens asleep. While the beasts of prey come from cavern deep, viewed the maid asleep by William Blake. Goodness knows what William Blake meant by that. So in chapter one, The Enchanted Sleeper, it begins in a valley shaded with rhododendrons, close to the snow line, where a stream milky with melt water splashed, and where doves and linnets flew among the immense pines, lay a cave, half hidden by the crag above and the stiff, heavy leaves that clustered below. Well, I kind of love that first uh, sentence. 
But last evening in the kitchen, I asked my daughter if she, if she'd read the book, or if not, if she'd finished it. But if, and she said, "Oh yeah, I've read two hundred pages." To which I said, "And how do you find it?" And she said, "Well, it's okay." And I said to myself, "Well, many a book, and this is the first part of either two part." And then, and this is the point of mentioning this this morning, we started talking about the first, uh, this one, the Amber Spyglass. And, you know, do you remember, is Lord Azrael in it? I said to her. And she said, oh, yeah, yeah, he's big in it. And I said, then, isn't Lord Azrael her father? And yes. And then I said to her, what's her mother's name? She couldn't remember. But I could. Wow. And I think of myself as having a crap memory. So it came as a big surprise to me that I could remember Mrs. Coulter's name. Now, for those of you who have read his dark materials, you remember Mrs. Coulter is the, the baddie, the real bad woman. And the wonderful way in which Philip Pullman sort of uh, doesn't present her as totally bad since she had many opportunities to kill Lyra and couldn't bring herself to do it even though she was trying to catch Lyra anyway this uh, ah this book you see Philip Pullman is not religious but knows his Christian religion backwards I would say and the way in which he presents dust as grace you, some of you will know because you are or were Christian that the role of grace in, in Christian uh, theology um, but he provides an indication of the power of grace and the relationship between grace and that church, which is, to me, one of the tour de forces of, uh, of all the books I've ever read. It appealed to me immensely, and I also thought there will be people who will read this who are of, of a devout religious disposition, Christian disposition, and they must surely be furious with what Philip Pullman is writing. But there's absolutely nothing crude about Philip Pullman's story, and it connects up with the Adam and Eve story. Anyway, you probably, well, I'm fascinated to know, will anybody here, has anybody here read it? But so back to the ten best books I've ever read in my life. Two of them, I think, although you know, till I it's years since I've done this, uh, had this kind of quickly name your ten best books. The other one, besides his dark material, his dark materials by Philip Pullman, is Thomas Covenant, The Unbeliever, by Stephen Donaldson. 
that book has about five or six parts, six parts to it. And I read every single one of them. And that is a magnificent story, which I probably read about four years before I read uh, the Amber, well, before I read Amber Spyglass, certainly. And I did actually, I did read the whole of, uh, the whole, the first time I read his dark materials, um, I read, I was very depressed. Well, I was depressed, and when I'm depressed, I, there's very little I can do, but I, so I read the whole of his dark materials in a really short period of time, and I probably read the Amber Spyglass in about three days, which is ridiculously fast. It might or might not account for why I can't remember so many details. But those two books, his dark materials and uh, Philip Pullman, uh, not Philip Pullman, the uh, Thomas Covenant, the Unbeliever, are very untypical.